Today's show is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Go to AdamandEve.com right now and you'll get 50% off just about any item. All you have to do is enter the code word GLORY, G-L-O-R-Y, at checkout. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, at least for one of us. Just for one. This is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 534 and Cecil, yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you, buddy. I am ugly jealous that you're in the studio tonight. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I'm just like I'm the kind of jealous that you're in the studio tonight. That's just like it's just unfair and it's like kind of mean spirited, you know? Like the kind of like when you see somebody's vacation photos and you don't like them anymore. Yeah, you, don't, you know, as a person, person up, you want to like, give up on the whole relationship. <laughs> it's like no, no more, no it's more. Like, they're like, oh, uh, look where I went, and you're just like, uh. We don't talk anymore. Here's the thing, though, Tom. <laughs> One thing that you forget about the studio, the studio may look nice via Zoom, yeah. but it's 20 degrees warmer than where you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I'm in the basement. It is fucking freezing uh, in this basement. I guarantee so, it. I guarantee it. Oh, uh, so, is it yeah. brutal? It's not so bad, but, you know, it does get hot in here. It warms it does. up. So, yeah. So it does. It's just the way it is. And it's it's because we, we record at night in the studio, and when we record at night, the uh, they HVAC. shut the air off. Yeah. <laughs> why would they need because, the air on? Because fuck so, you. That's why. Yeah, that's <laughs> why. So, yeah, so there's no air. So that's good. Well. We finally have internet back in the studio. So oh. Comcast showed up on Monday, which is great. Yeah. Did they, did, they, did they give you a call on the number that I provided to them and gave specific instructions oh, to do? Fuckers. And if you want to find out about our Comcast adventure, you can listen to, you can watch last week's live stream. It's such a great I'm company. So, so done talking about it. Oh, God. Uh, you know what, Tom? Yep. I think we need to start the show yep. with a little bit of U.S. Marshal kidnapping. What do you say? Is there, is there, is there, is, is there a way that we can work that into our schedule today? Well, I don't know, Cecil. That shouldn't be a fucking thing that happens. <laughs> you know? But yeah, I think that maybe we should. You know, uh, it's it, it. This is crazy because I feel like like I don't take a break from the news, Cecil, at all. It, I, I read the news several times a day. I read the Times, everything that the Times produces every day on their front page on their on their um, uh, app. You know, so I read through it. I try to stay reasonably abreast of things, and I feel like one day I woke up and was like. Wait, what the fuck now in Portland? Like, I, like, like seriously, seriously. I just like, like, I like looked and it was like, and I turned to my wife and I was like, fucking like people are just getting thrown into vans in Portland, Oregon, like Portland, like keep Portland weird, Portland. Like, yeah, yeah. Like the I, 90s I the same Portland. Thing. And I was just I like, I thought the same thing. I thought, wait, what? Portland? Wait, Portland, all this happened, it started, the genesis of this starts in Minneapolis, 
And somehow Portland is the place that is, but I'll tell you what, they have been, they've been, and, and it's one of those things that, that has been happening for a while, right? So this right. is not just yeah. one thing that's happening. This has been happening for a while. They had, uh, they had a little farmer's market there for a while in the middle of the city. I don't know if you remember <laughs> the little, little farmer's market they had there. They had a, they had a little uh, zone that they had where they, they basically uh, came in in the middle of the night and bulldozed the shit out of it. But they had a, a little zone where people were hanging out uh, and uh, basically trying to uh, trying to show that there was almost like an Occupy. You know what I mean? It felt like yeah. an Occupy sort of Wall Street feel to it. Um, and then after that happened, then they started uh, protesting. And what, you know, what, what happened was the president kept saying to everybody, because he's, he's Nixon 2.0, right? So he's Nixon 2.0. Yeah. He is the law and order guy. Hold okay, on, hold on. He is, he's like Nixon without integrity. I know, I know. Like, that's a, but like that's an honestly, it's that's like an honest thing to it say. Out of him. Yeah, they like, washed it out of him. Yeah. yeah, like Nixon had enough integrity to resign. Honestly, yeah, like yeah. he's Nixon without integrity. Yeah, he genuinely is. <laughs> and and he he's running the exact same playbook, which is law and order, screaming yeah. law and order, saying the country's in under unrest. I saw a video this week posted by one of the people on his reelection committee or whatever. They posted a video of Portland of the of the unrest up there of the the protesters charging which I thought was badass as fuck they were they shield wall charged a group of these fucking fascist thugs that are coming to kidnap people and they fucking shield bash charged them with all their shields out throwing fucking bottles and tear gas back at them and they chase these federal officers away. <laughs> and I was like, fuck you, get them, go get them. But anyway, I'm sitting there cheering. And instead what he, what he said was, this is what, this is what Biden's America would look like. And, and you got to stop for a second and say, but this is Trump's America right now. I know. Thank you. <laughs> like, this is what it would look like. This is this your is, current this America. Is, yeah. This is the direct result of three and a half years yeah. of your fucking leadership. Your, yeah. It's I your job. already you projecting the current problems of his administration on a future administration. Yeah, exactly. Here, here's here. Here's how he works it. Everything that's bad happened either before he got here or somehow fucking inexplicably yeah. happened yeah. after he left. He is the only person who proactively blames current problems on future leaders. That is a, did you see, by the way, the, the protester that like, like just stripped off all of her clothes in the middle oh, of the, the street uh, the and started, started yeah. doing yoga? Yeah, And yeah. like the cops were just like, Nah, uh, we're not sure what to do now. They just left. <laughs> they were just like, I'm not, I'm not, oh. I just can't do that. I can't. Just, just remember this folks. This is, this is for the guys out there. If there's ever one of these chest bumping guys that comes at you, just drop your drawers and hold your hands up. <laughs> go for it. Cause they're going to run screaming. Once they see your Johnson up. They're going to run screaming for sure. <sighs> I, 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 you see the, you saw the Navy vet though. I'm sure he's been all over the news, right? Oh, yeah, the Navy yeah. vet. The Navy who's, vet who got he, the shit he kicked out of him. right up and he wanted to ask the officers who they were and what they were doing. Yeah. Now, I want to let the audience know that I did just the tiniest bit of research here. Um, and, uh, one of the things that I found out is that the officers may or may not have to identify themselves. Feder it's muddier with federal officers, right? You do have to, I think the, the other officers may or may not have to identify themselves, but like if you're a local officer, but if you're a federal officer, 
they're not necessarily bound by the same rules and regulations that a, that a local police officer would be. So they might not have to. Portland law may require them to because they're acting in the stead of these of these local officers. So there's some muddiness there, but they might not have to say who they are, which again, terrifying and scary. Yeah, and there's a what? fucking bill that's going to be supposedly put into, into a play that we might be talking about a little later about this. So anyway, this guy walks up and he's a vet and he tries to talk to them like a vet to say, hey, I'm a vet. You're a vet. Let's have a conversation. You know, both of us were in the military together. We could have a conversation. They beat the shit out of this guy with their sticks. And then when he literally doesn't move, they break his fucking hand. They break this guy's hand and he just stands there, looks them in the eye, sniffs a little and maybe spits, right? He doesn't do fuck <laughs> right. all. They had to fucking bear spray him in the face to get him to finally spin around. But they genuinely fucked this guy up for no fucking reason whatsoever. And that's what's that's been the whole the whole thing is that this is what Trump has wanted since the beginning. He's wanted this sort of show of force against people. And and what's crazy to me, Tom, is that there's a group of people out there, a large group of people, not just a small group that blame the violence on the protesters no matter what. Yep. And they they never they al almost seem to forget that the, what sparked this off in the first place was not protesters being violent. It was someone murdering someone in cold blood on camera. That's what made people angry. So the violence was already out there when things started, but somehow we have to spin it around and blame the victim and then somehow make the police the victim in all of this. There's a, it's, it's fucking bizarro world. Yeah. Man, how in the world are like the cops who are just like I, what I understand is like on the right for the longest time. Like I'm thinking back to remember those like those fucking total maroons who like occupied a birdhouse or whatever in yeah, Oregon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like Bundy, Amon Bundy. Yeah, yeah. Is. There's like a whole, it's like a whole thing in the on the right about like fear of any kind of federal overreach, right? Any yeah. regulation at all is federal overreach. You know, if, if there's an EPA regulation that's passed, which says like you can't dump poison in a river that is used for drinking water for babies. Like there's people are like, my rights to dump my poison. <laughs> exactly. You know, like I should yeah. be able to carry a gun into a middle school. And like, I mean, just like they don't yeah. want any laws at all, right? Because they what they want is they want the federal government to leave them the fuck alone. I think like that's a little bit crazy, right? I'm not I'm not one of those guys. But what I'm wondering is like where are all those motherfuckers now? Yeah. Right? Yeah. When you've got federal troops unprovoked beating the ever-loving shit out of American citizens occupying states against the wishes of the state government and against the wishes of the municipal government. You have federal troops coming in and taking over the state's rights literally occupying as a yeah, militarized yeah. force. Where are those guys now? Why is the right not screaming about this? Is This is genuinely antithetical to that viewpoint yep. in a way that's like ideological. And Every I, and single Tea Party protester yes. should be out there right now because that's what, do you remember? That's what they were afraid remember, of. Tom, do you remember Jade Helm? 
Yeah. Do you remember Jade Helm? Do you yeah. remember the fucking, how much pants shitting went out over that? How all those fucking assholes on the right, every single one of them was screaming and shitting and crying and fucking holding themselves and rocking back and forth <laughs> and weeping and, na- and gnashing of teeth. And none of those motherfuckers, where are you at now? Jade Helm was bullshit. It was a lie. It was a joke. It wasn't anything. Yeah. And you guys flipped your shit over it. You know why? Because it was a black dude in office. Because you don't care because the white guy's on your side. But you know what? If it was a black guy in office right now, I would be just as against it. Yeah. Because nothing happened under Obama. Fucking everything's happening under Trump. Yeah. All all of the grotesquery that is the federal overreach of, of power, which we should all be concerned about. Like we like like this is not this is not the. Uh, bigger government that progressives are asking for, right? Progressives right. are asking for larger government interventions. Absolutely. Progressives are asking for more regulations. Absolutely. That is true. But what progressives are not asking for is a complete uh, dissolution of your civil rights. Like yeah. your First Amendment right is to gather, to protest, to speak, to uh, address your government for its it, for wrongdoings, to assemble peaceably. You can't you can't tell me I have the right to peaceably assemble if proximity to a federal officer results in a beating. Yeah, or a, or an abduction. Or, because that, yeah, what, let's yeah, talk about that. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, so this week I saw several videos of these fucking jackbooted fascists getting out of their cars, these federal officers, walking up and grabbing a person off the street and not saying anything, literally not saying a word, and dragging them off. And yeah. then they just disappear. That is literally like third world authoritarian yeah. dictatorship yeah. Yeah. murder shit. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like if that was another country, we would we would question their election results. Well, if that was another country, like we would consider overthrowing them, right? We, would, like, we, we <laughs> might invade them. We might invade them. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. insane. Like when that happens in other countries, Great it's Britain? called disappearing people. Yeah. Where's Great Britain? Where's <laughs> Australia? Can you guys invade us, please? Oh my Jesus. God. How much would you love to be invaded by Australia right oh, now? God. Oh my God. Uh, I would lube myself up and welcome oh, them man. inside me. I would do Are naked yoga. <laughs> naked yoga. Are you kidding me? I would, I would, I would welcome them to our shores with the chocolate starfish. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Come then, inside me, Australia. <laughs> Put me on the Barbie right now. <laughs> but you know, the, the other thing too is that is that not only are they doing this, right? Not only are they, but they're also they're not only kidnapping people, but they're also having this show of force, right? And so they're they're grouping up in large groups and then they're they're bullying people and hurting people. Now this week we saw a bunch of moms up there yeah. in Portland, lock arms, base bicycle helmets, goggles on, trying to stand there and they fucking tear gas those ladies. Yeah, those what? Are, what the fuck are what those the ladies fuck is doing? Happening? What are they doing? What did the moms do? Tell me what the moms did. Tell me what those ladies linking arms did that was so fucking awful that they deserved to get tear gas. I'm dying to hear your fucking your your fucking diatribe on how they deserved that, right? Watch any of the video. Tom, you turned me onto a video I didn't even know about. You talk about this New York Times piece where they 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 reviewed 60 videos and they showed the cops sparking off the violence every single time. It's because fucking it's it's what's happening in the world and every single place and it's getting caught on camera now more than ever but the New York Times did a wonderful piece on this. They did. And it's like, you know what's what's upsetting is like 
it should be enough that this is caught on camera. And like in any responsible administration, like I'll just say like even George W. Bush's administration would not have tolerated this. Yeah. There has never been an administration that in my lifetime that I think that I think would have tolerated this. When it's like, you know, when you watch those like the the videos of the civil rights protests and like people were turning hoses and dogs and clubs on uh, uh, peaceful protesters. We watched that video as like as a historical record of a grievous injustice. And when we see that, we see that as a as an emblematic example of a grievous injustice and an infringement upon our civil rights. And we see that now happening in our streets. And we should say, holy shit, this looks distressingly familiar. Yeah. This yeah. is unacceptable behavior by the authoritarian mob, which is taking over the fucking streets of America. And instead, you've got a president who's fan, who's who's literally like sending in the troops. And let's talk about those troops. There's no like, there's no troops for him to mobilize properly. So what this is is a weird hodgepodge of like ICE agents. Mm-hmm. And like ATF, ATF agents, and just like U.S. It's, Marshals, it's like whoever like raised their hand in fucking thug class. Yeah, you know, it's yep. it, these are not people who are trained to do this kind of work. They're trained yeah, well, to do I an mean, entirely let's, let's different real. kind of work. Yeah, let's be real honest. I don't think the police officers are trained to do this kind of work either because they've shown over and over and over again that no. they fail utterly in de-escalation. So I'm not saying that the police officers do it, but these guys are really, really, really extra special untrained. It's like putting me in a fucking bulletproof vest and goggles and your weird fucking camouflage with my gun yeah. and sending me out there. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm doing either. It's like, you know what I'm reminded when I was 18, I worked, I had a job working security at the, it was called the World Music Theater. Back yeah, then. yeah, it's a Twitter big, center now. Giant outdoor venue holds yeah. 30, 40,000 yeah. people, right? And so I was super excited, like, get this job as like security. I'm like 18 and I'm going to see free concerts. Like, that's the whole reason I got that job was I wanted to go and see free concerts. And like, it, it didn't turn out that good actually no? at all. No, well, I'll tell you that in a second. But like yeah. the whole like security training that we had was about a 30 minute like video <laughs> that we watched. That was basically watched like, video. we watched the video and, and then they were like, okay, cool. You're security for like 40,000 people. And I'm like, I'm like 18. Oh. I'm like all like, I'm just made out of fucking adrenaline at this point in my life. And like, I went there, I'm like, I want to see concerts, but now I kind of want to like, I kind of want to like punch old people. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, like I want to go to a Jimmy Buffett concert and have some middle-aged guy take a swing at me so I can like I knock him down. Yes. You know? Yes, sir. I do want a piece of you. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're a piece of shit. And like, yeah. you're totally untrained. That yeah. job, by the way, mostly involves standing around, not looking at the stage, looking the other direction. You have to look at the crowd right? the whole time. So yeah. it's like, no, but something amazing's happening behind me, you know? Yeah. And like, so you're looking at the stage and everybody hates you because you're like the man. So like yeah, you realize shitty. immediately you're like- takes away my weed. This, <laughs> yeah, you're like, this sucks so bad. And like, I don't want to be the man. Like that sucks. And yeah. then like at you the end of- You want to people <laughs> like the man, but you don't want to have any of the responsibilities. Like, yeah, I didn't even like- <laughs> can I just be, can I just be the guy who beats people up and you take all the flack? Yeah, <laughs> that's what you want that. when you're 18. Yeah. So, and then like at the end, they all give like everybody that works there gets a garbage bag and you walk the <laughs> lawn. You were cleanup crew too. That everybody walks the lawn. So you're like, you've got this garbage bag and these gloves and you're picking up like 
used condoms. Oh, Jesus. And like, what fucking, now? Dude, it, you've been there. Like, imagine Ugh. after like a fucking, like, I, I, I worked like the Jimmy Buffett concert, which was a, that's the one I was talking about old people. Because old people did take a swing at me. Like, you'd be like, yeah, they? sir. Oh, yeah. You're like, sir, you got to find your seat. Like, you're just standing for like, a, and they're just drunk as shit because they let them like party in yeah. the uh, parking lot. It's alcohol makes everything like kick yeah, off. a thousand times worse. Yeah. Alcohol and like, like uh, entitled, like middle-aged men. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, for sure. Yeah, more than one of them took a swing and it's like, nice. you are slow. That is not a thing for you <laughs> to do. I'm 18, you're 40. Yeah, this is yeah. not for us. Yeah. But like, yeah, like Cypress Hill and like Jimmy Buffett and like, uh, I worked one of those big uh, festivals. I can't remember yeah, which yeah. one off the top of my head. But yeah, the, the lawn is a nightmare of like broken glass and used condoms. Syringes. And you're just like, God, I hate this job. I worked like three shows and then they called like, you want to work? I'm like, I don't want to work. I don't. This no, job is never the again. Worst. <laughs> like, I hated this job. <laughs> that was my oh, jackbooted thug experience. Oh, that I had, man. Though. And at 18, uh, I, I realized it wasn't the right thing to do. <laughs> In in one of the uh, the articles that we have this week that we looked at was uh, the Portland mayor. Yeah, uh, went out first off the Portland mayor. You probably don't are not going to find a home among the protesters, Portland mayor. But he comes out and he's having a trying to have a conversation with with the people and the protesters of Portland. And the, the feds gassed everybody, including the <laughs> Portland mayor. And the Portland mayor said, "I didn't think that was called for." <laughs> he, he saw. I don't think that was called for. Well, number one, it probably wasn't called for any of the times your guys did it to them the right. previous weeks. So right. that's number one. Um, you know, and, and, and that's the thing is I think that's the, I think one of the biggest things, but the other thing is, is that here's what I don't want as a protester. I don't want you to come out and talk to me. I want you to fix it. You don't fucking walk arm in arm with me, Lori Lightfoot, to try to fix police violence because walking arm in arm with me doesn't mean anything. That's a show. That's a photo op. What I want you to do is I want you to sit at your desk and write up some bills that stop the police from hurting people. That's what I want. Yeah. I don't need you outside. You being outside doesn't help anything. You're the person who fix it. We march, you fix it. That's how it works. Yeah. Fucking don't go outside and fucking march with your protesters or stand there and try to talk to them one-on-one. -on -one. Fix it or shut the fuck up. Yep. Those are your two options. Yeah. Man, you're 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 so right. Like, like, like it is, it is, they're trying to do this symbolic gesture, but the symbolic gesture is problematic, right? Because and and like on the one hand, I'm sympathetic to the to the idea that, like, okay, like you won me over. I want to like, I want to show my solidarity. But like if it's just a show and there's nothing behind it, there's no action behind it. Then that's just grandstanding. That's you're yeah. you're essentially politicking for re-election. Yeah, you're not right. actually accomplishing anything for the protesters. Yeah, so like, yeah. I would be down with it if it was like, hey, you know, grab a bullhorn. Here's what I did today to address right? exactly. your concerns, exactly. guys. Right now, yeah. I'm sorry that I didn't hear. Now let's link arm in arm. I'm right here with you. I'm using my power to you know like. But they don't do that. No. They come out and they're just like, Black Lives Matter, and then they get they get a little tear gas, and then they don't do anything. Then they don't yeah. take any substantive action. Yeah. In the with a lack of substantive action, symbols are like not only meaningless, but symbols are hypocritical if they don't have actions yeah. that that yeah. that undergird them, right? Yep. So I, I, I thought it was kind of hilarious that he got tear gassed and he was like, well, and he says, that stings. Like, yeah, yeah it's no tear shit, gas, dude. asshole. Yeah. Am I pregnant? Am I pregnant? Am I pargant? Am I gregnant? Am I pegnate? Help? Is there a possibility that I'm 
peg rent? Am I pregnant or am I okay? Could I be pregonate? How do I know if I'm pregan? Can I be pregnant? Can you get pregante? Pregnant? So Cecil, this story comes from uh, 9.com.au. Man faked death to avoid jail, but typo gave him away. <laughs> so this is amazing. This guy in New York uh, faces four years in prison. That's in addition to his earlier sentences. He stole a Lexus is what he did. Um, and so he gave to his attorney and his attorney's like, I was an unwitting pawn in this. So I don't really know how that works. He gave to his attorney a death certificate that he like badly photoshopped. And my favorite thing is that like when he photoshopped it, he didn't spell check it. So the reason that like the reason he did it didn't work is because he misspelled registry. Man, like if you're going to take the fucking time to Photoshop a death certificate to try to get out of jail and fake your own death. Kind of more power to you. First of all, yeah, I'm like, right. hey, man, kind of hope that works for you. Cause that's, ha. But like, it's pretty awesome. If you actually. see a red squiggle under any of the words, motherfucker, yeah. that's one you right click on and fix it. <laughs> he also has a no regrets tattoo, too. I mean, come on, let's be honest. Um, what, uh, I feel like if you're going to have to fake your own death, that you shouldn't be allowed to do it unless there's some sort of coffin full of money somewhere. <laughs> 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 that's masquerading as your body. You shouldn't uh, be allowed to do it with paperwork. I just feel like that's cheating. It, <laughs> <laughs> you should have to go through the There should be a whole family there crying over your funeral. That's right? how you fake a death. <laughs> have you not seen a movie? Come on. You can't fake your death without the fake fucking um, uh, ceremony. Like it's exactly. just, it's gotta like, be you gotta ceremony. deny me the rite of passage yeah. of my own. And then you gotta go to your funeral and see who yeah. mourned you. And exactly. they get like pissed off that like people were like standing around, like talking about work instead of like, <laughs> you know, uh, not crying about GPS you. GPS reports are gonna be due tomorrow. Fuck you, I'm dead over here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you, if you could fake your own death, would you go to your own fake funeral? Oh, fuck yeah. In a minute. Oh. In a minute. I would dress, I would dress like someone. I would probably want to dress like Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> so people could come up and say how sorry they are that I'm gone. <laughs> I, if I could do it, I would give my own eulogy. Because I think oh, that would be amazing. so baller. Oh, you got to do it though. I think you could uh, with video easily. Oh yeah. But that's like pretentious as fuck to like record your own Is eulogy. It? Fuck it. Who cares? You're dead anyway. That's true. That's true. You know? What the fuck? <laughs> who cares? I'm not going to give it. That's yeah, true. You're not going to care after it's all I am, over. I am hundred percent recording. Be as pretentious my... as you can. It's your death. Yeah. The world ends when you die. <laughs> Did you happen to see the, the cause of death on his fake suicide thing? I didn't know. Cause of death. Suffocation. Suffocation. The manner of death, suicide. What did he put a pillow over his face? <laughs> he didn't he's asphyxiate. Got, he's, he's got a belt. He's got a belt strapped the pillow to his face. Sorry, I didn't I ran out of masks. I was using this pillow instead. Also, in an effort to bone up on foreign policy, I went to the Times Square area to see a film called The Bush Doctrine. It was not about politics. <laughs> I was embarrassed to be wrong, but mostly disappointed I wasn't right. <laughs> so the story comes from The Intercept. Democrats unveiled draft foreign policy platform with promises to end forever wars and regime change. I want to say, Tom, that, you know, for many years, 
there's been this, both sides are the same argument. And we've heard that a lot, right? You hear that a lot. Both sides are the same, both sides are the same, both sides are the same. And there are some policies in the government that both sides really have been the same for a very long time. And if you look back at the 2016 policies that the Democratic Party was going to be planning on putting into place if Hillary were to get elected, a lot of them were very hawkish policies. And Mm -hmm. it's really just a holdover from Obama, who was a pretty hawkish president. And it's very heartening, I think, to see that not only are we moving left on some of these social issues that, that, uh, you know, when we came into... Uh, to the to, to the primary season, there was no real talk about UBI. There was no real talk about a lot of the th- uh, felons voting. There was no real talk about that. There was there was all these different extra things that were added during the primary that pulled a lot of people left. And now, when Sanders, it's Sanders is part of this planning committee with Bi- with Biden's people, yeah. and these policies are pretty heartening. Not, I mean, ending forever yeah, wars is really huge. Are. I think like even just like calling out the idea that we have forever wars yeah, because yeah. like that's never how war is sold to no. us. Like I will say like the, specifically talking about our fucking adventuring in the Middle East, like the, the bullshit war in Afghanistan and the even more egregiously bullshit war in Iraq, neither of which accomplished any significant goals. Like they didn't make us safer. They didn't yeah. make the world any safer. And they they certainly didn't make us, Iraq safer. Well, they, they made us less safe. Yeah. So like just selfishly, your foreign yeah. policy, generally speaking, should at least benefit you. Like if it doesn't benefit you, you're yeah, doing why the fuck like, are you doing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like our fucking nonsense uh, adventuring in Afghanistan in no way benefited us. And our yeah. nonsense adventuring in Iraq made us vastly less safer. So like they were both bullshit wars, but they were also sold as things we could like zoom in, zoom out. America so strong. And uh, I remember it. I remember the selling of both of these wars. And like, yes. the, the idea was like, you've got no idea how big our dick is. Yeah. We are going to blow through here. We are going to fuck shit up. It's going to be shock and awe. And to the credit of, to that narrative, like from a sheer, like overwhelming the yeah. other guy's military standpoint, it took virtually no time. Right. Because yeah, it's the United States versus like a country with a GDP less than California. Sure. Right. So yeah, absolutely overwhelmed them. But the second part, the part that we like, we never yeah. seem to like account for is like the, well, okay, what then piece? Yeah. And we don't account for that. And that's how we end up in these fucking forever wars because like, it's like, it's like if you beat somebody up and it's like, all right, well you beat him up. What are you going to do about it? Well, I, I mean, I just plan to beat the guy up. I don't have a plan after that. Like I, you know, like I, yeah. I beat the shit out of that guy. Okay, yeah. well, does that resolve your, your, your conflict? Well, no, we have the same client. We're still upset about the same shit sure. we were upset sure. about before. Yeah, it does nothing. It's meaningless. So I, I love that we're at least calling this shit out. Like if you're gonna invade a fucking country, you're in it to win it for generations. Yeah, that's just. I mean, like, hey, where's our, where are our biggest military bases? Japan and Germany. Yeah, it's not an accident. Yeah, and the imperialist bullshit that we've been pulling forever, getting called out by a party that genuinely was an imperialist party, is heartening in my opinion. Yeah. Now I don't know how much they're going to be able to follow through on any of that stuff, and this all comes back down to whether or not you can get things done right in in because we 
you know, it's not just one person who loves war in this country. There's a lot of people who love war and a lot of people who like to kick the shit out of other countries and a yep. lot of people who love our imperialist policies. And we benefit greatly from those policies. So the very fact that those, those policies are going to be real hard to change, but it's, it's, it's a good thing to see that there's, there's another voice there that is saying, no, there's a different path, something else that we can try some other way to, you know, maybe even help other people in the world. They're talking about, you know, violence, not being your first thing you turn to. It's really not. I mean, this is, I'm not, when I praise this plan, I'm not praising it for its forward thinking. I'm just praising it for its normal everyday. Yeah. That sounds about right thinking. Yeah. Can you imagine if like, if, if in any other part of life, like one of the options that you had just in your pocket at all times was like, well, and if that doesn't work, so, okay, guys, uh, we're really looking to increase our market share across the board, uh, minimum 3% this quarter. Uh, we've got these sales strategies. We're going to outline them. Teddy's going to go through them. They're great. You'll love them. Also, remember, if those don't work, we can machine gun our competitors <laughs> uh, at any moment. We have a lot of machine guns. They have very few machine guns. Very few machine guns. Like it's, out, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Like that's, uh, and the other thing too, man, is like our biggest line item is the military on our yeah, budget. We yeah. spend a gurgle dollars on our military. Yeah. So like this bullshit where people are like, well, how are you going to pay for all these things the progressives want. Like, well, I don't know. Maybe we don't need a Brazilian dollars worth of fucking weapons if we're not always engaged in war. Yeah. We only need to spend a Brazilian dollars in weaponry if we're always fucking engaged in wars. Yeah. Or we're always like thinking maybe there'd be a nice use for these weapons. Sure. You know, like, sure. cut that shit out and there's your money for Medicare. Yeah. There's yeah. your money for like pre-K education and childcare. There's your money for like paid maternal leave. There's yeah. your money for so many things that like would genuinely make the country a better fucking place to live in. And that's because it's it's a yearly cost, right? These aren't just one-time costs that you're t you cut it out and then you say, you know, cuz cuz when you talk about some of these taxes that people are talking about putting in, those are one-time inf influxes of cash that you just don't see you see nothing but a trickle after that, right? right. So, there's some one-time influxes where you get a large portion, but then what what happens after that? And yeah, you can use things like that to say pay off all the student debt and then that's that that equals that and that's crossed off the line item and that's the end of the story. But you can't use that stuff for say uh you know, because if it's not recurring payments, how are you going to use it as Medicare for all? It's just not going to work, right? Because you only have right. one influx of cash and then you don't have the cash anymore. But this is perfect because you're taking away from a yearly spending item and moving it to a new yearly spending item. It's yeah. it's it's you looking at your budget and saying, I don't know how I can eat this month and you're paying $700 a month for Netflix. You know, yeah, you just, right. okay, well, I guess right. I got to cancel Netflix. And like, you know, it is it is a bullshit narrative that like without an enormous military, enormous military, that like at any moment we're just going to get invaded by yeah. China, right? Yeah, because right. you know what? I, I I don't know what the fucking military budget for let's say Vietnam is. Yeah. But nobody's invading Vietnam right now. Like nobody like we don't have to do this. Yeah, yeah. Like we have enough stuff to be scary enough that like no one is going to like show up with a bunch of boats. Yeah. And be like, we'll, we'll take Ohio, please. <laughs> That's I not happening. It. It'd be awesome if they got the boats all the way to Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> you can. There's a there's a lake and a river and stuff. There's a you river. Can get you can there. go right up. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if they got to Ohio and we were just like, yeah, you can have it. Yeah, that. just, yeah. Like, That's uh, fine. That's fine. That's cool. 
Yeah. I'll, give I'll, us like a, a couple yeah. hours to pack our shit. Yeah. <laughs> I won't even trade you for anything. You can just have it. <laughs> Look, there's Skyline uh, Chili here. You guys yeah, aren't yeah, going to want this. Yeah, it's all yours. Mamma mia, that's the some beast cut. Spicy meatballs, Jack. Sorry. Take 28. Out, Tony. And action. Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatball. Cut. What was the matter with that? The accent. Meesy, meesy, ballsy, ballsy cut. Take 59. This story is stupid, and I love it. It's from BuzzFeed News. <laughs> A college student. Buzz, buzz, BuzzFeed's <laughs> hard hitting reporting here. I, my you know what, dude? I love, I love that. Like, there are a handful of places like BuzzFeed that have, on the one hand, yeah. some genuinely amazing right? reporting, and then they've got this. Yeah, and I love this so much. <laughs> a college student pleaded to retake her online exam after a meatball fell and logged her out early. I have so there's a picture. Of this woman, and she's standing there forlorn, absolutely fucking dejected looking with this meatball sandwich. And you can see where the bread had gotten sogged up by right, the sauce right, and it right. broke through the bread like a fucking dam in Michigan. And like, here's what it says I am not kidding. I am sitting here eating a meatball sub, taking my e contest. A meatball falls onto my keyboard and exits out the test. I fucking love this. this she is says, the saddest thing I've ever It hits some sort of escape button and close the entire browser. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but I, I, and then she's initially more worried about her sandwich. <laughs> she says, This is a woman after my own heart. Right. She drops the meatball. Yeah. Her fucking final or whatever is trash. And she's like, Holy shit, is that meatball still good? <laughs> yeah. Uh, five second roll, five second roll. You're, you're picking the, your long hairs off of it to put it back in your sandwich. This is why you don't sing on top of spaghetti <laughs> while you're doing your e-contest. <laughs> oh, so I had I had a class um that was not it wasn't econ, it was an economic it was uh it was a accounting class I had in college. And I wanted to say, you know, I feel this person's pain of the the stark terror of being doing bad in a class cuz my whole my whole college career um I did pretty well, right? I did pretty well. I learned how to do it pretty early. And my first couple semesters, I was not a very good student. I didn't really understand what I was doing, but I, I figured it out. And in grad school, the, the graduate school that I've done, I've done a, a couple of graduate schools so far, I, I did pretty well. I, I did pretty well for myself because I was I learned how to how to take classes and sort of return what they wanted from you. You know, be very, be very conscious of what they were asking for and, right. and be able to return it back to them. And I remember I took this class and it was one of those classes and it felt like one of those line landmine classes that you take. It was a, it was an accounting class. And it was literally Tom. I mean, it was the, it was the 500 level accounting class. It was the, the easiest accounting class they had in this graduate school. And so I went and I took the class. I had to take it. It was a required course. And it's one of those landmine courses that just detonates and people leave the leave the graduate program. <laughs> it's one of those. It's one of those classes. It's it's. Uh, there was several of these classes in my philosophy undergrad like that too, where you take it and you could just see the non majors and the people who were you know who are not as interested in this anymore. Peace the fuck out. <laughs> just say, I don't want to do this anymore. No, I'm done with Foucault. That's it. I quit. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> and so I I take this class and <laughs> the birth of the exit. Yeah. I'm out of here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I did take this fucking class. And they in this class, they had, it was an online course. And I would watch this guy's 
lectures three times and take notes. There was pages and pages of, of vocabulary we had to memorize, formulas and all kinds of stuff. And I actually like math. I'm one of those guys who likes math. I don't, I'm not, I never got to a, a really high, high, high level of math, but all the math I've ever had in my life, I've really enjoyed, especially the stuff that had to do with logic. I really enjoyed. So, you know, I wasn't afraid of the math and I wasn't afraid of any of the formulas, but there was just so much vocabulary and so much, so much new stuff that I just didn't understand. I spent all this time on it. And I remember him saying, okay, so here's what you got to do. You have to take uh, the test and I'm going to trust you because it's an online course. I'm going to trust you that you're not going to use your notes. It's a no notes test. So it, it's no notes. You take the class, the test with no notes and, uh, and then, you know, you, it's an online course. And so the, the test comes back to you. And Tom, you know me, you know, I would never I know cheat. You. I would I never cheat. You. I would never yep. cheat. Yep. And so I, I started you. taking these classes. I started taking these, these tests and I was getting, I'm getting 31%. I'm Ugh. getting 28%. My best test, I think I got a 53% on it. Ugh. And I'm, I'm staring at curved? the, I'm staring at the, at the, at the grade. I'm staring at the fucking screen after I get a 20, like a 24%. <laughs> so and rough. I stare at it. So and rough. I just studied for six straight hours for this test. And I failed it so miserably. I'm just looking at myself and it's, and it's like a black mirror, right? The, the screen goes dark. <laughs> the screen goes dark and it says, you failed. And I just look at the screen and I could just see myself and just see myself worth crumbling as I stare <laughs> at the screen. And it gets to the point in the quarter where it's, it's drop, it's, it's put up or shut up, drop or don't, right? Because if you right. don't drop, you're going to get a bad grade. And I'm looking at my, co my course grades and the best thing I got, Tom, was a 53. So I go to see this guy and I say, man, I, I, I'm sorry. I've got to, I've got to talk to this teacher. So I go talk to the teacher. It's the first time I'm meeting him. And I said, you know, I just wanted to let you know, I got to drop your class. And he said, well, why are you dropping? And I said, what? I'm getting a 24% on your <laughs> fucking tests. I'm the worst. I'm the worst accounting student I've ever met in my life. <laughs> I shouldn't even be allowed accounting books. You should actually take away all my money. I, I, I shouldn't. This shouldn't happen to me. And he says, well, let me take a look at your grade. And he looks at it. He says, you're getting a B plus. I don't know what you're talking about. I said, a B plus. How is that even possible? Did you even pass this class? What are you talking about? And he said, no, I grade on a curve. He said, you're actually doing really well. You're one of the better students. <laughs> the worst thing ever happened. I what finished a terrible the class. teacher. I finished the class at the end of the class. I did finish the class with a B. But in graduate school, that's that. Uh, uh, if it's not an A, it's an F in graduate school. I mean, it's it's one of those things that it feels, it felt really bad to even get a B in that class. I tried my ass off in that class. There's some stuff I am destined not to know and that's it right there. So I would be the guy who dropped my fucking meatball on it and I would just say, fuck it, I don't even care. I need the <laughs> keyboard after that. Oh gosh, I only have a moment to record this. Are you trying to run away from the notifications of the responsibilities on your plate like I am? Well, Adam and Eve knows it too. Go to adamandeve.com and prepare for that notification-free lifestyle uh, by choosing almost any one item and getting 50% off. And guess what? When you do, you'll also get, oh God, free shipping delivered discreetly right to your door. Just remember to use the offer code GLORY at checkout. That's G-L-O-R-Y. And he has thousands of products that are going to make you feel glad when you mute your phone and mute your Discord and mute your computer and 
Shut off all of the notifications. Get rid of that Nextel that you still have. And I don't know why you even have this old stupid app. And what is that? Nokia? What the fuck? Okay, sex toys. They make being at home so enjoyable. Hell, even shopping at home is more enjoyable when you're shopping sex toys, obviously. So go to AdamandEve.com. Use offer code GLORY. Tell everybody to shut the fuck up. I need to beat my meat. Jesus, for what? Please leave me alone. <laughs> Go to AdamEve.com. Use offer code GLORY. Was that an explosion? Why are the cops here? And whose baby is this? You know how much a one-bedroom apartment costs in Manhattan? $77,000 a month. <laughs> You know what a roof costs? You can't afford it. You know what breakfast, lunch, and dinner costs? Put it this way, it'd be cheaper to eat a roof. <laughs> well, believe it or not, I have never been a governor anywhere. People ask, if elected, how would you lower our rent? Simple, the rent is too damn high. <laughs> All right, so here's a depressing little ditty from CNBC. Speaking of economics and speaking of, <laughs> speaking of accounting, <laughs> Uh, minimum wage workers cannot afford rent in any U.S. state. Well, that's full time. Nice. Yeah, that's great, right? So full-time minimum wage workers cannot afford a two-bedroom rental anywhere in the U.S. and cannot afford a one-bedroom rental in 95% of U.S. counties. So there's a, there's a map here. And the map says how much you've got to make in order to get a two-bedroom rental house, right? This is the minimum you've got to make in order for you to rent a two-bedroom house. Like, in a state. In a state. In a state. In yeah. a state. The right. whole state. So, the whole state. Yeah. So, like, in New York, you got to make $32.50 an hour to rent a two-bedroom apartment. And, that, so and you got to make about $65,000. That's 30% of your salary, right? right. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, in Illinois, you got to make $21 an hour. 21 yeah. and a half almost. And then you look and you're like, okay, but what about, like, your garbage states that like, you sure. know, like you could rent a, an apartment for like a nickel and like a bag of meth. Mississippi, 14 and a half, almost $15 an hour you've got to make in Mississippi in order to, in, in order to survive. That's, that's appalling when you consider that minimum wage, you know, the, the, the minimum wage is what, like seven and a half dollars an hour right now? Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Can you imagine like minimum wage, the whole idea when minimum wage was created, minimum wage, people people have this bullshit idea that minimum wage is for high school kids, yeah, kids. part-time yeah. jobs. Yeah. But that's not most of the people who have minimum wage jobs. Right, right. Most of the people in America who have minimum wage jobs have full-time minimum wage jobs they're trying to survive on. They have to have more than one. Did this In this article, did you happen to see, Cecil, I don't know if it was this week or last week, but um, McDonald's and Visa together put out a budgeting thing on, on their website that said, you know, any dream is possible if you plan for it was their, their message. Oh, and it showed me? how a minimum wage worker from McDonald's could have like a place to live and like all these things. And they showed a sample budget. Did you happen to see this? I did not see this. My mouth so here's is wide open, folks. Here's what's amazing about this, Cecil. Is it, it's a, it has on the income side has first job, and then second job income. Yep. That makes so sense. it assumes that you have to work. So it's like, yeah, anything's possible if you work two jobs. Yeah. So like it automatically is like, okay, anything's possible. One job, not going to be enough. 
Then it has like all these crazy bullshit amounts, like an apartment for $600 a month, no heating bills, uh, health insurance for $20 a month. Like the people who run this country have no idea yeah. what the people living sure. in this country live through sure. and try to survive off yeah. of. It's and almost, that is not, not what minimum wage was for. It's almost like fucking Kodos and Kang run the country. Yeah, they just, right? They just, they just wander around and, and they say, well, you just use one of your two hands to pick it up. That's all. <laughs> two hands. You have two hands. You can work two jobs, you know? But but we have, we have this weird fucking uh, thing that happens in this country where people say, oh, yeah, well, it's, it's a minimum wage job. But here's the thing. It's not minimum work right? It's no. not a minimum amount of work. Those people work physically harder than I do every day by not just a little bit, by a whole fucking lot, right? I used to do that job. I used yep. to work. So I used to work in a plumbing supply house. I've worked in a I worked in a, in a caterer for many years. I was I was working in catering. I've been working in, in industrial kitchens and in in, uh, in in fine dining establishment kitchens. I've worked in uh, I've worked as uh, McDonald's. I've done that sort of work before. I have done, you know, I, I, for a while I was one of those guys who did a, a vinyl siding. You know what I mean? Like I've done hard work in my life, right? I've done some of that hard work. I've also, I also have a job now that's not physical at all, right? So my job is not, it, I don't have to do anything. The, uh, once in a while I have to lift a book. You know what I mean? Right, so it's yeah, a, it's intellectual a, labor It's 100% yeah. nothing, no, nothing strenuous in that sense. You know, and so I know what it's like to work those jobs. I was tired every single day I came home. Every single day I came home and came home. And I know you've worked these hard jobs too, Tom. Yeah. I know yeah. you've done this stuff too. You know, being in sales isn't easy either because I know that you worked, you're on your feet all day in sales, constantly walking around, spending your day, just waiting for somebody to come in so you could sell them some garbage. You constantly, I mean, you did it, you did it for <laughs> did. years and, it, and, for and, and that's tiring in itself. So this idea that, that it's, oh yeah, well, it's only minimum wage, it's, but it's not minimum work. It's not a fucking tiny amount of work that they're doing. And the amount of money that we're paying them is such a pittance. It's such a small amount of money that, you know, if you looked at this thing, one of the, one of the, one of the pieces in this report, and we'll link to the, to the article, and the article links to this report. It's the first link in the article. And you can scroll through this, but it's saying, you know, hourly wages by percentile uh, for one and two bedroom housing wages. And, you know, they, they talk about the average for one bedroom in the United States is $19 and 56 cents. And for two bedrooms, it's $23 and 96 cents. And then they go through to tell you what people make an hour. And they say food and beverage service workers make $11 and 24 cents on average an hour. I'm going to skip up a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, but you know, uh, Information and record record clerks, $16.70 an hour. Motor, motor vehicle operators, $18.90 an hour. Secretaries and administrative assistants, $19.55 an hour. All of that is below the one bedroom, right? So you've got to make sure that you have a, somebody else in your... Could you imagine if you... Even if you were just somebody who, who worked at McDonald's and you met somebody who also worked at McDonald's and the two got into a relationship and you wound up living together, you still would not be able to afford a one-bedroom house. Yep. A, a one-bedroom apartment. Not yeah. even close. Yeah. One of you would have to work another part-time job. You'd probably both have to work another part-time job just to be able to do that. And, and that's what we, that's the money that we give out to people. Yeah. And like, like people then, and what if you want to have a family? Yeah. Oh no. You know? No. Come like on. what? Like like it's it's it, it is egregious. Like we we are in a crisis situation with wage inequality in this country, and the, the wage inequality and the cost of housing are 
are a, a huge monster fucking problem. And the pandemic is really going to show how bad that problem is because a huge number of people have missed their first payments. Yep. They've missed their second payments. Yep. And those payments are going to, that, that's that shit's going to come home to roost. Yep. And when it does, like there's going to be a massive spate of evictions, foreclosures, people are going to be put out on the street yep. and they're not going to have anywhere to go. Yeah. And that that is coming. Like that is not like, no, well, maybe not, that'll no, happen. That's definitely That is coming. 100% yeah. on the fucking way. Yeah. If they and don't do anything no about answer that. For this. Yeah. If they yeah. don't do anything about that. Yeah. And they, they, they can, there's ease, there's answers. They're not easy answers, but there's answers. But they're not that the problem is, is that we we live in a society that is quarterly based, profit based, stock market based. Stock market's still doing well, right? Yes, yeah, that tells you something. It. That tells you something. That tells yep. you that the stock market is not an indicator of anything in this country. It's not an only thing it is, is I, I heard it the best the best thing I ever described it as is it, it's a it's a meter for measuring rich people feelings. That's what it is. <laughs> and I I, I saw really, that somewhere exactly and it's perfect. True. It's yep. absolutely perfect. That's yeah. what it is. It's the rich people feeling o meter. And yep. so that's what we see every week is that that fucking thing is doing strong. And if that's doing strong, that's not an indicator of anything because there's a there, we are at the largest amount of unemployment we've been at in a very 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 long yep. time. Yeah, we're talking about like best case scenario might be a little over 10% at the yeah. end of the year. Yeah. Like 10% unemployment is egregious. Yeah. That is that is a nightmare situation for this yeah. country. Especially because we, we we live in a country where a lot of people that are, uh, a lot of people, we have, we have limits on the social safety net in that there's time limits that people can only be on it for a certain amount of time. And then there's also limits when you talk about uh, felonies. So if somebody has a felony, you can't get, you're not allowed into that social safety net. And so those social safety nets aren't even there for you if you have a felony. So you're, you're in a situation at this point where it could be very, very serious for a lot, a lot, a lot of people because we've essentially just turned them into a permanent underclass. Well, we're talking, all right, like the, 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 they're talking about the stimulus bill and probably this will come out Monday. So who knows what the stimulus bill will, if it'll yeah, pass by yeah. now and then, but probably not. But like, you know, part part of the debate is whether or not to extend the um, uh, enhanced unemployment benefit. So there's a current yeah. unemployment benefit of $600 a week. And they're talking about whether or not to extend that. Like coronavirus cases are surging. They're yep. worse than still they've going, ever been. Still going strong, baby. Still going more If it than was ever. a good idea in March, yeah. it's the same good idea now. Yeah. But like we have a bullshit idea that like, well, you know, we don't want these people to have too much free money or, you know, they're going to get used to it and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So like we blame people for being poor. But then when you look at the data and you say, well, what jobs are available? It's like, well, jobs that keep you poor. Yep. Well, why yep. the fuck do we have a system why the fuck do we allow ourselves to be taken advantage of like this by giant companies like McDonald's, et cetera, that pay people garbage wages while stacking up multi-hundreds of millions of dollars in profits? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yep. Yep. And, and the, the answer, Cecil and I, we were talking about this before the show. The, the thing is that like, what I'm not sure we say out loud often enough is that human beings and jobs are an unfortunate byproduct of corporations. Corporations yep. do not exist in order for people to have high quality lives, good quality jobs, to have money. Like corporations exist to make money. The people are an expense item like paper and pens yep. and 
you know, dishwashing liquid that if they could spend less on it, they would. It We human beings are the expendable and unfortunate byproduct of a capitalist system. The system does not work for us. It literally works against us. And it cannot be any other way. It can't be because we have a stock market. Yep. And the stock market is a vast, like, you're, you're right. Your your quote is is perfect. Like I've always said, like if you ever want to if you ever want to tell me that people behave rationally with money, or that people just behave rationally in general, then you cannot possibly point to the stock market. The stock market is is ironclad evidence of the irrationality of the human experience, because yeah. it's 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 really just feelings translated into into dollar signs. Yeah. and and. One hundred percent, we are in a in a in a government in a in an economic system that values business, values uh, values the the dollar and the profit way more than it ever values the worker. There's very few exceptions to that out there. Where there's there's companies out there that are you know maybe small businesses, even maybe some large businesses out there that do. Uh, either they put on a dog and pony show to make it seem like they care about their worker or they might genuinely do care about their worker. They might split their profits differently than other companies do. Um, but but for the most part, these big companies couldn't give two fucks about you and they would get rid of you. They, they, there's no loyalty at all down uh, from the from from on high that that loyalty never works downward it always has no. to work upward the yep. loyalty always works its way up and so w- we need to start realizing that and need to start realizing that we're in a shitty terrible relationship we're in the what? worst relationship and we, we need really to fin- are. we need to finish we need to finish this relationship what is what's also amazing to me cecil is like like there will be people who will defend corporations indifference to people I've I've seen it a million times, and it's like, well, you do realize you're people. Yeah, you're a person. Like, yeah. like you and everyone you love is people. Yep. Right. Like, yeah. why do I give a fuck if like McDonald's, which is an idea, it's not even real. Yeah. There they're is even, no such thing as McDonald's. It's they're a, not even a it's restaurant a, it's company. They're like a real estate company too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. Like a franchise like, real estate company. Yeah. McDonald's isn't some McDonald's isn't somebody I can hug. Yeah. You know, McDonald's isn't going to help me move. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> McDonald's isn't something I need to care about. Like but like the idea that like we all can't band together and look at the system and say, "Hey, it should really work for people because at the end of the day, that's what all of us are. Even rich people are people." Yeah. The idea yeah. that like we look around and we're just like we're indifferent to the suffering of us. Yeah. Yeah. How am I? How are we indifferent to our own suffering? There's nothing I care about more than my suffering. Yeah. What, what the fuck? If it, I think you're right, though. I think if we did get rid of, you know, that the stock market idea, and you stopped, you stopped treating every quarter as a, a thing that you need to, you know, burst forward in profits and and start caring about workers, you could change capitalism into a system that might be a little more caring. Do I don't know that you'll ever get there, right? But you could certainly change it into something that would be a little more caring. And even a little more at this point would be better than nothing. I mean, if you're yeah, talking well, in a in a in even a a place that is so barren and disgusting as like Arkansas and you can't even get a <laughs> fucking you can't even get with a low paying job a place to live. What are you gonna live in out, out by the moonshine jug out back? <laughs> what in, how, what is happening? 
They should pay you to yeah. live in those states. What you the should, hell? You should be like, look, I've got at least half of the teeth that I was yeah. born with, like that, and I wasn't <laughs> born with any. Like, I mean, <laughs> here's what George George Soros. I know you're a fan of the show. Here's what you need to do, George. George, you need to start subsidizing people from blue states to move down to the garbage states and pay their rent for five or six years, so we can vote all of those garbage people out. That's what you need to do, George. You got plenty of money. You got plenty of money. You could subsidize enough people to go down and flip counties. I mean, how much, how hard would it be to flip some of these podunk shitty counties and get rid of all I, you know, if you moved 400 people down there, how hard would it be to flip that county? You'd flip the shit out of that county. You yeah, kidding right? me? Yeah. There's more, there's more pigs than there are people in these counties. So you just go down there and flip them. Come on, George, do it. Move some of us down into the crappy South. We'll make it better. I guarantee you know, I did think that I did think that with all the people going work from home as a result of the pandemic and like the way that like companies were restructuring so they weren't going to like bring workers back when this was over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really wondering like is there going to be an exodus of skilled workers taking their job with them and moving to places that are more affordable to live? Sure. And like I thought about that and then the next day I saw an article where Facebook said like, "Hey, if you decide to move, we are going to adjust your salary based <gasps> really? on the cost of living to the no place that you move. Shit, what? So you got your yeah, you got your Silicon Valley salary, but if you leave Silicon Valley and take that to North Carolina, they are going to adjust your fucking income are you down fuck? so that you can't benefit from it. Even though you're providing the same service to the company, the same service which was valued at X dollars to that company, like they just don't want you to win. That's they unreal. don't like Facebook came out and basically said, fuck you. Yep. That's what that is. Fuck you. If you leave and try to better your situation, we will penalize you for it. I'm standing here inside Flappy's, a diner in downtown Richmond, Virginia, where just a few moments ago, the unthinkable happened. Senator positive Barack Obama went negative. A computer model of the coffee cup shows that the five-ounce cup that was labeled half-empty actually had 2.57 ounces of fluid in it, making it more full than empty. No response yet from the Obama campaign, but the incident was captured by cell phone and is circulating on YouTube. Hey, would you like to chop that off? Oh, yeah, that would be great. Thank you very much. That's, uh, my cup is half-empty. Keep on this story or any story that shows Barack Hussein Obama in a bad light. This story comes from The Intercept. Trump holds up a chart on Fox News that shows he's lying, then lies about what it says. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the, the, so on Fox News Sunday, Chris Wallace, who I do like Chris Wallace, um, Chris Wallace interviewed the president. And he did to a large degree hold uh, Trump's feet to the fire on many, on many issues. He kind of didn't let him wiggle too much. Um, I think it was about as contentious as you can expect a conversation to be with a reporter, with a president like Trump, who would just stand up and walk away if it got worse. Sure. You know, like you can't, I don't think he could have pushed him too much harder. I think you're probably right when it comes to that. I just feel like there was a lot of times that what Chris Wallace did. Now I watched this whole 40 minutes time. I know you did too. Yeah. Um, this, uh, when Chris Wallace was asking him questions, he would call him on the first lie, but then he would let the second lie slip. Or he would, yeah, he didn't or press. He, he, he never pressed the second time. Yeah. And so I saw a lot of people bending over backwards to, you know, to bat this guy on the back. But I, I recognize too that there's only so much that you can do because there's only, there's only, like you said, he'll just get up and leave, right? Right. 
or he'll throw a tantrum or he'll change the subject. And I also got to say too, the last 10 minutes of this is Chris Wallace begging Trump to like him. He's saying, look, I'm, I'm mean to other people too. Cause is there any way that you could really like me? Cause I, I, you know, I'm, I'm very fair when it comes to putting other people's feet to the fire. You should like me, Mr. I was like, get the fuck out of here. I didn't See, care. I read that a little different. Yeah. It felt, it felt really pandering to me. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I'm just, uh, maybe I'm just cynical, but it felt very pandering to me. I, I guess I, I read that part a little differently, but I could be wrong. So like, I read that as like Chris Wallace saying like, you attack everybody in the media, but like you, the attacks that you make are unfair because I behave the same way toward everybody that I behave toward you. So attacking me is like, it, it's nonsensical. I, I hold Democrats feet to the fire and sure. then he flashed like, yeah. so like, I think he was trying to point out the hypocrisy of like, him calling fake news on anybody who's hard on him by saying, yeah. like, look, I'm hard on everybody. Yeah. Like, it's not like a, like the narrative I think that, that Trump spins is that the media is particularly hard on him. And I think what Chris Wallace was trying to do, and maybe he was clumsy about it, was say, look, I'm hard on everybody. Yeah. So, like, you, like, that's just my job. Like, it felt why? like validation to me. It felt like he was yeah. looking for some sort of validation. And maybe, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe there was, maybe there was an underlying point that was missed on me. But it's one of those things that since since Fox is so sycophantic all the time that I couldn't, I, I couldn't extricate that from it, right? If I see any other clip, everybody's always just waiting for him to come on their face. So it's just this constant, always Fox is being a sycophant. So when I see somebody doing something that may have some sort of ulterior motive to, to make them feel like they're trying to get a point across. I miss the point because Fox is constantly gaping, waiting for him to fucking shoot his load in there. <laughs> what, what I did love about the interview was that it was fact-checked in real time as you watched it. Yeah. So like they'd be talking and like the president would say something and then Chris Wallace would stop and be like, actually, yep. here's what really is. And like, it was, I did not, you could not watch that and just watch it as an uninterrupted string. When the president sure. said some, something that was bullshit, it was like, boom, fact checked right on screen. We looked into it. Like when he tried to call uh, Biden out for saying, well, oh, Biden wants to defund the police. And he's like, well, and he's like, get me the charter. And they yeah. hand him the charter and it's not on there. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, he never got back to us with it because it doesn't exist. Yeah. And he shows it on the, you know, yeah. it's like. Because no, because there's, there's barely, I think there's, like maybe one person in all of government at this point who tentatively agrees with defund the police. Right. So, you know, so there's not a single person on any side at this point that is saying defund the police. <laughs> so when he says Biden said defund the police, no, Biden is just as much on their side as you are. Yeah, like who right. the fuck yeah. are you kidding? Get the fuck out of here. But one of the things that happens in this interview is he he gets called out for the coronavirus numbers. And they, you know, it's it's always this, it even it doesn't matter who's in the fucking office. Somebody's gonna try to spin their job as if they're doing their job in a competent way, right? That's just what's gonna happen, no matter what. You know, every single review that you get at a job, if you're, you know, an executive all the way down to everybody else who has a review process, you're gonna, you're gonna uh Try to make it look like you are doing the best job you possibly can and you made the right. best decisions you could at that time. That's just what, it's it's human nature and it's also the, the process of evaluation which everybody is going to try to follow. So I don't begrudge Trump the fact that he's trying to make it seem like he's making the right decisions, right? Because everybody in that position would do the exact same thing. I totally get it. 
The problem is, is that he's lying about the decisions right. that he's making, <laughs> it's and not he's lying about the numbers and the very facts of the case. So yeah. that's the problem I have. I don't have a problem with him trying to say that he's trying to do the best job he can. In fact, I would be very forgiving if he would be truthful and at least just say, I'm trying to do the best I can. Instead, he's lying and saying, I'm doing the greatest job in the world when he's, he's not. so weird about it too. Everything he does is so weird and awkward and like, bizarre they had this like arm wrestling match about the coronavirus thing and like he shows them the, the graph and then trump holds it like upside down at one point and like calls for a graph that shows yeah. different shit yeah. it's just like it's a different graph that answers a different question yeah and than, we're still not the, number one on which he said we were right so he, said, it, so he calls yeah. them out and says we're 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 uh seventh in the world in uh, in I think it's in cases uh, deaths Mortality. per one hundred deaths per hundred thousand. We're seventh in the world or something like that. And he says he says, well, no, we're number one in that. I want to see that. And he calls and he's he basically he if, if he could get a handful of this girl's ass who's going to get this stuff, he would. <laughs> the way he treats this person, the way he's just like Garcon, I want <laughs> go get me the charts. Hey, you, get charts. I want the ch fucking charts over here. And, and they go get the charts and they come back and he's holding it upside down like a dipshit. And and he, and it, yeah, because it's it's going up in the one way. When he turns yeah. it upside down, all it's the cases down. mysteriously what? go away. That's where he got that from. Is somebody Wait, one yeah. time turned the thing upside <laughs> down on him? He said, "Oh, one day they will mysteriously." Seriously, go away. It'll be like, like one magic. Time, yeah. He, one, one time he heard, sometimes you just got to flip the script. Yeah. Flip and he's just like, flip the script. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> literally flipped it on him. So in any case, he, he looks at this thing and he says, no, we're number one in the world. And then they showed the graph that he held up, which was, was tallying up a totally different thing. And it, and then it even showed us as, as number four. Yeah. So no matter how you cut it, like, if you answer the wrong question, we're still not where he said we were. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Then, like, I have to I have to say, like, he has been on a fucking crazy, like, crazy person rampage about how good he did on a yeah. test that detects dementia. Yeah. Not understanding that that test is not a test of mental acuity. Yeah, it's not, it's not, not a test. test of, like, yeah. how sharp you are. It's yeah. meant to be easy. Yeah. I saw a fucking amazing tweet from a doctor who said, I give these tests all day long. If you don't get a perfect score, we take away your driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> and there was like, he was talking about it again today. Um, and like he like he went on and on on Fox today talking about this test and like how great he did on this test. And he kept like repeating over this like five word phrase. He's like, you know, one of the things you have to do, it's very difficult. It's very difficult. One of the things you have to do is they give you five words, man, woman, child, whatever. He I don't said remember camera, car, or whatever. Camera, yeah. car, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And like, you have to, you have to memorize and then they'll come back later and ask you to repeat it back to him. And he's like, a lot of people can't do that. You get extra points if you get it in the right order. And it's like, no, it's, you, it's a binary yes or no. Did you, you don't get extra, there's no extra credit on the fucking MCOA test. My, like that's not favorite, how that works. My favorite part of that whole interview that he did today was he messed up the repetition of it once. <laughs> so he's so he said the repetition of it 
And then he said it again a minute later and he didn't repeat it it what wrong. he had just said. He got, he, he gave himself the test, Tom, and he failed it today. Yeah. And he's also like, it's so funny because he's bragging about it and he's like, and they're like, whoa, how did you do this? Nobody's ever done this. It's like, nobody's ever remembered five things in <laughs> sequence. Are you fucking kidding me? I could do that. Uh, I'm a fucking numbskull. Uh, I could fucking do that. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people could do that. My fucking... My nine-year-old daughter could do that. No fucking problem. She doesn't forget a goddamn thing. Like, and I love too that he, like he's bragging about his memory, but when he opens it up, he's like, took the test, whatever they call it. Yeah. And it's like, you forgot the name, forgot of, the the name of the test. You don't even know the you name of the test. You forgot the name yeah. of the test and you're bragging about how great your memory is. And then, and then he's attacking, and throughout the whole thing, he's attacking Biden now. Biden is hiding in his bunker. Again, projection, which is what Trump did. Trump hid in his bunker and- that one day when there was mad protest outside <laughs> and he was like peeking out the windows, <laughs> asking the, secu the security people if they could go outside and shoo the protesters <laughs> away with fucking tear gas and helicopters. And then uh, he, he, so he's projecting there and then he's projecting here too when he keeps on saying Biden isn't mentally all there. He keeps saying the same thing. Look, I... I'm not saying that Biden or Trump are mentally all there, either of them when it comes right down to it. But but genuinely, I think they're both on the same playing field. I think they're both, uh, you know, they're probably both a little bit foggy at this point. They're both, they're both really old. I was, yeah. I was never really wanted Biden to be in there in the first place, to be perfectly frank. But Trump is making it seem like he was accepted to Mensa with this. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's yeah. what he's making it feel yeah. like. He's talking about the MCOA as if it's like this big fucking deal. Yeah, and it's like- He got into Princeton or something. Yeah. He got the highest score he could on the ACT. It literally is a pre-screening for dementia. That's all that it is. Like if you don't fail that test, that means that so far you don't have dementia. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That, like it, it doesn't mean like, well, it's not like most people fail that test. Yeah. God damn. I, but people are going to buy it, dude. Yeah, people are going to be like, oh, I took it. a- uh, president took a thinky person's test and <laughs> he's a super turns thinky out he, person. He can remember five things, even he's, if you ask him about it later. He's like, a super well, genius. Look at him go. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's that's going to be our new qualification for president. You have to be 35 years old at least, yeah. be an American citizen, and be able to remember five things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk quickly. I don't know if you saw it today, Tom. Did you get a chance to see uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez address uh, the, the House floor? Yes. Yeah. So uh, today, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez... Um, this last week, there's a, a guy by the name of Yuhu or something. What is his name? What's his name? Yoho. 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 Fucking Yuhu or whatever. Yokel. He looks like, seriously, looks like the fucking, the guy who's going to play Boss Hog in the Dukes of Hazzard reboot. Guaranteed. <laughs> I see him. Guaranteed. I got to look at him. Although, to be honest, he, there's no way he would jail any white guys. So who are we kidding? But anyway. <laughs> he does. Right? Doesn't he look like a boss? He looks uh. like every city councilman in every southern state in every movie you've ever seen. That's what he looks like. <laughs> but anyway, this guy is walking by Ocasio-Cortez. And this is seen by reporters, right? So this isn't just Ocasio-Cortez who's saying this. This is right. seen by reporters and it's seen by a right-leaning reporter from The Hill, okay? Right. So The the Hill is there standing there talking to someone. And I don't know who was being interviewed. I'm not sure if it was it was AOC or it was you who were being interviewed. But someone walked by someone else. I think Ocasio-Cortez was being interviewed because no one wants to talk to this guy. And so this guy walks past. And as he walks past, he calls her dangerous and awful and yada, yada, yada. And she ignores him. She turns away from him 
and and she continues to talk. And as he comes back out, he calls her a fucking bitch. He says, you fucking bitch. And then he leaves or whatever. And she doesn't say anything about it. She doesn't, she doesn't react to it. Yep. She doesn't say anything about it. He comes on the floor the next day because the Hill prints it. The Hill is like, fuck you. I saw, I saw it happen. I'm right. going to print it. I'm going to tell people it happened. Bunch of people then went with the reporting that the Hill came out with. And so he comes onto the floor and he gives this, this speech where he says, yeah, you know, I, I'm a very passionate guy, but I have a daughter and I have, I have a wife and I would never say anything to hurt anybody. Ocasio-Cortez comes out today and and literally eviscerates this guy. It's amazing. It's just an, it's 10 minutes you want to see. It's on our Twitter feed. If you dig on our Twitter feed, you'll find it. It's really quite awesome. It's 10 minutes you'll want to listen to. But one of the things that she does is she says, you know, you basically hid behind your family as a shield and it's pathetic. It's a sad, pathetic thing that you've done to hide your misogyny behind the shield of the women in your family. And it's it's gross and disgusting. And it and, and what it is, is it's, it's one of those moments where you get a chance to see somebody who's had enormous privilege throughout his life yep. get called on it and the way he reacts is everything and the way he reacts is absolutely everything it's a blueprint to how you react when you have privilege and you're called out on it it and her response she's like i'm I, i'm not accepting the apology because it's not an apology because he didn't yeah. even acknowledge that he did it yeah he did not he's came out and said i can't properly because i can't apologize because i didn't do it yeah. yeah, you did. Yeah. Just like own your shit too. Like what I don't understand is like, this could be like, if he came out and said, you know what? I was just wrong. I was, I should never have said that. That yeah. was a stupid thing for me to do. I was all worked up, which is no excuse. And I was wrong and I'm really sorry. And I got to do better and I'll do better from now on. That's, that's not okay. I'm, I, I should know better. That would be a moment where like, People could look at him and be like, yeah, you fucked up, but I could still hold some respect for you. Sure. And it wouldn't blow up into this opportunity for his, for somebody on his side that he is clearly not aligned with to fucking roll him over. And she just, I mean, she like, this is not a woman that like is ineloquent. Oh, she's she is amazing. incredibly eloquent. She's amazing. So to underestimate her is just a grotesque mistake. Like, yeah. what a stupid fucking thing to do. He he made this bed. Like, what yeah. a fucking numbskull this man yeah. is. He made this problem for himself. I can't wait for her to get older and for her to get more power in these places because she's a far left-leaning voice. She's somebody who I think is constantly do, like doing the right things in politics uh, which is antagonizing the other side in a way that is not offensive, but is in every way pushing their buttons. Yeah. They, I, they would be ap absolutely apoplectic if she was nominated for president. I mean, <laughs> I, could you imagine? You know, oh, the they would point, lose their minds. The point, I mean, and, and, and this is not something that is out of the realm of possibility. She has many years between her and that age range. Yeah. She could do a lot of things between now and then. She came on strong. In the in the last couple of years, yeah. she could easily catapult herself to a position of of some pretty great leadership in the House. Maybe she takes over a Senate seat instead. Maybe she, you know, there's a lot of things that she could do to move into that position, and they would just be beside themselves. Oh my god, they would because lose they their cannot mind. stand her. They no, cannot no. stand her at all. And she has done a lot of. I think she's done a lot of great things to to. Push buttons in the right way. You know, I remember, Tom, do you remember when we were covering this? And I don't remember if it was Everyone's a Critic or if it was this show. 
But do you remember when Obama was in office and he was given the, the State of the Union address and people were screaming at him? And it was the first time that's ever happened in our history yeah. where people yep. were yelling. Yep. And you and I were clutching our pearls yes. with how awful that was. <laughs> how we couldn't believe that they were doing yeah. something like that. Oh, this, the good old this days. Is, this is a congressman calling another congresswoman a fucking bitch on the steps of fucking Congress. Yep. There can't be anything lower than that. I get Tom and I, we fucking, we swear and we're shitty and whatever, but I'm not in fucking Congress, man. Yep. If I was in Congress, I would have a totally different demeanor. There needs to be something, there's something to be said about a civility that has to happen there. And it has not had, it's been, it's been turned down. The bar is so low now. It's a pathetic, low, disgusting bar where something like this is allowed. You know, a while back, well, what happened a couple years ago? Because, gosh, my memory with all the Trump stuff, I can't remember. But somebody, I think, called someone else a liar or something. And there was this big uproar because a Republican got called a liar. But you could call a, a congresswoman a fucking bitch and nothing happens. Well, they, they hate her in part. They hate her for, for, I think, four reasons that, like, just are absolutely, they cannot, they cannot handle it. They hate her because she's a, uh, a, a progressive, yeah. you know, for sure. But I think that's the smallest reason. I And I don't know this, right? But I think, I think it's, it, they hate her because she's a progressive. I think they hate her because she's young. I think they hate her because she's a woman. And I think mostly they hate her because she's an attractive woman. I think that drives them up the fucking wall. I really do. Yeah. Because it, it, it like, like there is, there is a bias against like, particularly against attractive women in positions of intellectual power and authority, like in this country, especially young women, young, attractive women. It drives people fucking crazy because like it's the ultimate misogyny test, right? Yeah. Like somebody that you're like attracted to has power over you. Yeah. Like that just fucking sends a certain type of person like off the fucking rails. They cannot handle that dynamic. And like, she knows it and she fucking pokes at it, you know, and she, she, you know, she, she owns that shit. And she like, ever like, like, this is a great example. He called her a bitch. She's like, bitches get shit done. Yeah. Like, she's yeah. just like, yeah, I'm she just going to take with. that. She yeah. rolled with it. And every then the next, time she yeah. does. And then the and dancing today, thing was a good example too. Yeah, exactly. And today when she, when she spoke on the floor, it's really great because she talks about how, you know, she, you, she's saying to him, you have a family, but I'm also someone's daughter. And you right. called me a fucking bitch. And that's what people forget is that they, they forget that their world, their world, the world is outside past their nose, right? They forget that. They think uh, they, they're so self-absorbed that they think that they're the only one that exists or their family is the only one that exists. And they have no empathy for anybody outside their tiny little bubble. Those people are inhuman. And it, I can't understand how somebody with such a lack of empathy could possibly get elected. And then I realized he's from Florida and I thought it made sense. <laughs> So uh, we want to thank our patrons. Of course, we want to thank all our patrons. And we'd really love to thank our newest patrons. But Ian didn't put the patron names in the notes. So we so don't know we don't know all who, of your names we don't yet. Know who you did. Because who, of who Ian. Did it. And it's Ian's fault. It's all Ian's fault. Um, Which so. is ironic because doesn't Ian get paid because we have patrons? <laughs> you know what? I'm just, I'm I think just you're saying, right. I think you're right. That Here's, if anybody was wondering... Yeah. So who to blame? If you haven't had your name read yet, be sure to send us an email at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. 
and Ian will write you an apology this week. What he'll do <laughs> is he will, <laughs> he will write you an apology. Specifically I'll take it a step you. further. If yeah. you want to become a patron right now, <laughs> Ian will write you an apology even though he hasn't fucked it up yet. Yeah, even though he hasn't he hasn't messed it up yet. He, he'll, so he'll if you still... want a, if you want an apology from Ian, become a patron right now yeah. and Ian will yeah. send you an apology. For this week, for this week and the last <laughs> two weeks, we are we are sending personalized apologies <laughs> from Ian. So He's all you charge us for it though. <laughs> <laughs> it's still funny, so fuck it. So fuck it, yeah. Uh, it's uh, worth it. It's like when you order, it's like when we're at the studio and we order, we look at each other, we say, Yeah, let's get two pizzas. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, so, but we will, we promise we'll read your names next week. We do want to really, truly thank you. Um, the amount of money we just spend in cable, cable internet a month and other internets a month is obscene. And uh, we have to pay rent where we're at uh, and things like that. And, you know, everything that we do uh, to try to get the show to you and to try to make sure that the show is as good as possible. Uh, all that stuff costs money. And so we, we want to thank you very much for, for your generous donations. The money also goes to uh, to a little peace of mind just in case one of us loses our jobs, which is in this climate uh, possible. So yeah, it's not a 0% yeah, it's, it's definitely, chance. Definitely not a 0% chance. Tom and I for a long time have had day jobs uh, and it may be one day that we uh, have a podcasting day job, which it, it sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> terrifying. Um, but but it's, it's it's something that we may have to resort to. Uh, and so we thank everybody who has who has come out to support us uh, and make sure that if we do, uh, that the uh, the safety net is there for us. So we want to thank you very much for that. So we got a little bit of email. Uh, one thing, uh, we, got, we got a message. Uh, this is a patron message um, from Todd with three Ds. And he says that he's a hypocrite. He said, you know, I just wondering if you guys do this. I, I he's a hardcore Dodgers fan. He goes to the, to the, uh, the game and he, and he bats on some, on a, one of the players and the player does something. And he, he says, uh, he says, the guy says, first I want to thank God. And I yelled, fuck yeah. And then I immediately crossed my chest so that my foul mouth wouldn't jinx the good news. I love and that part. He says, I'm a fucking atheist. So it was pure nonsense. Do you guys ever find yourself accidentally reverting to childhood God stuff by accident. And uh, I do all the time because I say, God damn it. I say, God, I say, Jesus. Actually, it's so funny because when I when I first started meeting atheists, uh, one of the atheists I met, uh, he went to University of Chicago and uh, it was one of the first people I met outside of college that was an atheist. And he used to say gods when he would, when instead of saying, you know, when you would say, oh God, he would say, oh gods, he would always pluralize it. And I, I, got, I, yeah. I, I, to me, that was one of those things that really turned a lot of heads because people thought he was some sort of primitive fuck. And you just, <laughs> and, and you turn around and say, yeah, but you believe in one too. What are you yeah, doing? Just, yeah. I'm, I'm more yeah. inclusive. Yeah. Fuck you. He was, you know, it was a liberal institution. Exactly. <laughs> but it was, it was one of those things that really, uh, really, I thought was actually a really, interesting way to do it, uh, to try to flip it on its head. And I know that I think, I don't know that I've ever tried to consciously try to change my speech patterns to get away from that because it's just how I was raised. You know, you would exclaim Jesus or God when something would go wrong or when you were incredulous yeah. or things like that. that's just how I was raised. So I still do it. And in fact, one of our early bad iTunes reviews, I think, was someone saying, atheists still say, oh my God, no thank you. And then they, they stop listening. <laughs> uh, I definitely use it as an exclamatory. Like, sure. I'll say, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, so, yeah. I yeah. love that, the, I love that, like, 
it crossed his chest so his foul mouth wouldn't because that's wouldn't jinx because that's both just like oh yeah religious and yeah. also like like superstitious sure you're dipping and into like, some weirdness there that's yeah. great like yeah. that's like crossing all kinds Roll of like bones yeah. <laughs> do you do any superstition stuff do you like knock on wood or anything um you know i don't i don't do i can't think of anything that i that i do that's terribly superstitious uh, Haley knocks on wood all the time. You know, I, I would walk under a ladder. I would step on a crack, all those weird, dumb things. <laughs> right, that, yeah. You know, because because uh, when you say them out loud, how on earth could you possibly believe it, right? Once you say it, <laughs> once you speak it, how do you look back on it and say, no, that's, yeah, that's, that's fucking, that's fucking nonsense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think I have any, but I will throw salt over my shoulder just because I hope it gets in someone's eyes, you know, just to, <laughs> I just you know, hope just, I blind someone. I just think it's funny. I you miss know, my I just, calling. I do it for no reason. Yeah. I'm just peppering I, the world with salt. I throw salt over my shoulder, hoping I blind, blind someone because I miss my calling as a police officer with a riot gun. <laughs> so uh, we got this message from so many people. We got it tweeted at us. We got it sent to us. It looks like uh, the uh, coronavirus sex rules or sex suggestions from, I think it was British Columbia came out and they again included like New York included glory holes. So, uh, so we, uh, as the glory hole guys, uh, we got a bunch of people saying, uh, Hey, by the way, glory holes. And yeah, we, uh, look, we've endorsed glory holes a long time ago. You don't need our <laughs> approval. We have a studio named after it. We have, we are, so a hundred percent, we are a hundred percent behind endorsing of glory holes. Uh, We're ahead of the curve as we absolutely. flatten the curve. Absolutely. <laughs> we got a message from Vice Rhino and he was saying, uh, he was saying, yeah, I actually started my YouTube channel because a bunch of atheists that I watch for atheist content started parroting right-wing talking points. <laughs> yeah, no shit, man. Yeah. It's funny because it's funny because a lot of the YouTube atheists really sort of flip their shit. And uh, I remember Gamergate was a huge thing that they went yeah. nuts about. And, you know, they were anti-feminism. I remember when we went on Seth's show. If you go read the comments, go read the comments from when we were on Seth's show years ago. The first time we ever met Seth, we were on his show. Um, actually, Seth came on our show first, and then we went on his show after. And he was he was a really great host. And I remember Tom said something to the effect of, I don't know how you can be a humanist and not be a feminist. And that's a very simple concept that, yeah, that right. is, uh, in my opinion, irrefutable. And uh, and people just went to fucking town after us. They attacked us. They were shitty in the comments. And it's because at that point, and I don't know if it's still true, but at that point, Seth had a lot of audience in his in his favor that was, that was very Gamergate, didn't like women, insult types. And so that's what we deal with when we're on YouTube. So I'm glad, Vice Rhino, that you have a YouTube channel that is that is not doing that sort of thing because right. that's where, you know, you see it all the time on Twitter. People will always say, oh my gosh, atheism sucks. And it's because what's been projected to them is not humanism. And it's not, uh, it's not any kind of caring about human beings. It's just God doesn't exist. Well, God doesn't exist is an easy question to fucking answer. Yeah, yeah. what's on your second video? Yeah, exactly. Like, what, like yeah. okay, yeah, easy. Like, if if I want an eloquent uh, elaboration of that point, I can watch some Hitchens videos. Yeah, like nobody did that better. Yeah, like, what are you adding to the fucking program? Exactly. We got a message from Seely, and Seely sent us a private message uh, going through some kind of difficult, tough times, saying that we really help uh, this year, especially. Uh, and we're trying to do some goofy stories and some interesting stories. We're staying away from COVID stories because there's nothing yeah. really 
uh, interesting to report. Uh, we will mention when some good news comes around, but most of the time there's really not much to report except for there's more deaths and more stuff. So, uh, but we're but we're staying away from that. We are talking a little bit about politics, but we are trying to sprinkle in some goofy stories to give people a, a I don't know, a ray of hope. And so we're, we're happy that it's pulling you through there and we're happy for anybody who is finding some solace in that. Uh, we got a message from Sarah and Sarah said, if we ever come to Montreal, they will take us uh, somewhere to eat and they list a bunch of restaurants. Sarah's been a fan of the show for a very long time. Sarah, we will definitely look you up if we go into Montreal uh, ever. Uh, it's a place I really want to go. Um, I know that they, they say Quebec is a touristy city. I, I will be a tourist, so I will want to see yeah, it. I'm okay with yeah, that. I will yeah. want to see it. I, I uh, like touristing. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, got a message from Adam from uh, Kentucky. And he said, crazy. when he moved from Arizona to Ohio to a small town uh, south of Dayton, he was basically driving down the road and he went to a farmer's market and he fucking heard a loud crash against the side of his car and a peacock smashing up against the side of his car <laughs> and then chasing down the road and kept smashing up against it until he got out and he walked over to the farmer's market. And he said, hey, what's going on? And they said, oh, is the peacock attacking your car? <laughs> he said, yeah. And they said, is your car red? And he said, yeah. And they just smiled and turned away. <laughs> What the fuck, oh, Peacock? Oh, you got to move, bro. You got to move. Oh, uh, Aaron sent a joke. Aaron sent it a good pun. He said, the last resort, we talked about this last time, Tom and I start in a bar called The Last Resort. He said it would need a drinking establishment in the basement called The Low Bar. I really love I that. love it. It's very good. I love it. That's not a, that's a show me your tits. That's not a shit tits. <laughs> that's a show me your tits. We got a message from Graham. Graham said, if you want a real psycho birds, look into cassowaries. And I know we were saying emu bad. Where I guess it's emu. You're supposed to say mew, not e it's not emu, because I guess they only live in Australia, so we're supposed to go with what they say, <laughs> which is emu. You um, know what? I don't think they're going to be offended. Yeah. <laughs> if I may, you know, like, no, we got corrected it, on it. We you know, got corrected yeah, but on I will, it. Though. I will, I will change my pronunciation when an emu writes me a letter. <laughs> like when, <laughs> when an emu sends an me an email. Uh, could you imagine if we would have done that? <laughs> if we would have done that uh, in Australia, if we'd have done the emu thing, and we just said emu on stage, everyone would have booed. Everyone would have booed. <laughs> us, just screamed at us, <laughs> thrown a fucking shoe at us. But uh, I saw this week someone posted on our Facebook page, on our on our Facebook fan page. Someone posted. Um, a video of a guy brining an entire 80 pound ostrich and then oh. smoking it in a smoker for 16 hours. And they show oh. them eating it and they show what they, uh, it, it, the guy is the I first time it. he's ever, he's ever actually worked with a bird like this. And he said, Oh, I would figure out different things to do with it in the future. But you know, so, but he, he, they tried it and he said it actually tastes like beef. They were, it, now, it was, it's crazy. So I've, I've had, uh, ostrich a number of times and it is very much a beefy. Yeah. It tastes very much like beef. It looks like beef. Yeah. It's red. It, yeah. Like it's, it's delicious. I, I will say this, I, that the, the bird that he had, it looked like a fucking dinosaur. It was so goddamn big. It was over a hundred pounds. They had <laughs> to amazing. literally cut with a grinder, one of the shelves out of the smoker in order to fit it in there. That's how big Holy this fucking shit. bird is. It's, it's, a, it's so worth your 10 minutes of watching this movie. It's so worth it. So check it out. That's amazing. It's on the fan page. So that is going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, we are going to be back next week uh, with uh, another show. Uh, we are waiting to record our live stream. So we, we can't tell you how great our live stream was now, but I'm sure it was great. <laughs> uh, you can check it's it out. It's always great. You can check it out at 9 p.m. Central. Uh, tonight we're going on a little later, 9.30. 
but uh, but you can still check out our uh, our all our live streams uh, in perpetuity on YouTube, Facebook, all those places with, uh, that you would normally check out a saved video. They're all there for you to check out. And if you're a patron, you get these uh, audio versions delivered to your uh, to your stream every week. Uh, but we want to thank uh, everybody for listening and uh, everybody for watching. Come join us on our live streams on Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Central Time. And we're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptics Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter mommy issue hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician double bubble toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative acupunctuating pressurized stereogram pyramidal free energy healing water downward spiral brain dead pan sales pitch late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, Cancer Cures, Detox, Reflex, Foot Massage, Death and Towers, Tarot Cars, Psychic Healing, Crystal Balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, Aliens, Churches, Mosques and Synagogues, Temples, Dragons, Giant Worms, Atlantis, Dolphins, Truthers, Birthers, Witches, Wizards, Vaccine Nuts, Shaman Healers, Evangelists, Conspiracy, Doublespeak, Stigmata, Nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information, and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.